What up, what up, what up? पटेल पटेल फाइनल गोल गोली रोक्स <laughs> 
गेम अगेन्स्ट ब्राइटन which would be your preferred position for kai abbots as we saw behind the shot as ko aur kya aur ke ko feeling malai malai matra tumar lai ni ho tala matra tala matra yahan to pure fluid sa to pure aira sa to ramse ko hotel sa la kira kira aaja chennai jitla ki mumbai jitla out of topic cricket mein ko el classico re yaar oh el classico re aaja cricket ke el classico re chennai अनि त्यसपछि एकदमै अब आउट अफ द ब्लु इन्क्लुजन अब कसैले अब बार्कली स्टार्ट गर्छ भने नि त्यसलाई एकदमै फ्याक्ट्सले अलिकति लजिक दिनुपर्छ है होला अनि अर्को भनेको चाहिँ अब के रे व्हाट नेक्स्ट फर रोबर्ट लोफ्ट के रे रुबेन लोफ्ट सिक अनि अर्को भनेको चाहिँ इज इट गुड टु लेट कैलम हर्सन ओडे गो एउटा कैलम पनि कैलम न कहाँ जान्दिनँ आउ गर्नुस् अर्कोर अजित and i am akesh and welcome to our podcast yeah so we are we have just uh, come to an end of the game week 1 of new premier league season and from and we are waiting eagerly for the next game week to start so it has been a good first week for us all every top team has won their respective games excluding manchester united and manchester city who are yet to play so they will begin their premier league journey from this second week so yeah it was a good outing for us as well we didn't play so well but in the end the thing that mattered is three points which we were able to secure so it was one of the good outings against brighton we were quite uh, not in our full uh, full team 
uh, many couple of first teamers were sidelined through injury. Some were not match fit, but we were able to grab the crucial three points. And also the goal difference is quite good as well. So it was quite awesome. So guys, uh, now let's, let's move on and keep this momentum against Liverpool. It's a massive, massive game for us all. And we will definitely miss the Stamford Bridge crowd. But let's give this Liverpool's who are champions of England one hell of a fight. So guys, what do you, how are you prepared for this match? I'm pretty excited about this game because this is an exciting new season. I know we have a couple of injuries and setbacks on the new signings. But I'm pretty much looking forward for this game. Especially with Timo Werner hitting all ground against Brighton. I'm pretty hopeful that we'll get a couple of goals against Liverpool. And I'm looking for a debut of Callum Hudson-Odoi on the starting 11 this season. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for the fixture. For me, I'm pretty much excited and confident. I think uh, we have a couple of injuries, but uh, yeah, I think we are ready. I think this is like uh, we can make a statement if we grab a win against Liverpool. So, I'm just waiting for Sunday. I'm just Let's smash Liverpool. Yeah, we need to go for the win because we know Liverpool haven't been good since the restart and we saw against Leeds that they were quite poor and making mistakes. So, we need to press more, we need to give 100% and yeah, I'm pretty confident that we can get a victory in this. Yeah, the, the game we saw the that Liverpool played against Leeds, I think it's, it's one of the bright uh, silver lining for us that... Virgil van Dijk, who is one of the best defender, central defense uh, as of now, if not the best. So he showed his other side of the game. He faltered against the attack of lead, which is managed by the master tactician, Marcelo Bielsa. And they quite choked a bit until inevitable Mohamed Salah came in and slot in the penalty. Uh, so yeah, it was quite uh, a good... Uh, thing that we saw that Liverpool do have some weak points and they are starting to falter from the end of the last season. So, yeah, we are quite hopeful that we can exploit that weakness of Liverpool and bag, bring home the three points, which would be a crucial, crucial thing for us to gain momentum early in this season. <clears throat> so, so, guys, what do you, where do you think the game will be decided? I, for in my opinion, the game will heavily be decided in the midfield because the midfield of both the teams is damn good. In our side, we have got that attacking flair as well as defensive solidity uh, mixed. We have got a good midfield. Likewise, in Liverpool midfield, there are midfield destroyers such as Fabinho and a leader in Jordan Henderson. So I definitely think that the game would be decided in midfield. What about you guys? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Kovacic could be our main guy, and it's, and it's a huge boost to have him back because he defends, he intercepts, and most importantly, he carries the ball and dribbles. So it would be good to break the lines of Liverpool with Kovacic uh, dribbling the ball. So yeah, for me, it would, the game could be decided in the midfield as well. 
Yeah, I'm also waiting uh, for how Frank Lampard feels the starting 11 for this game. And I think the game would be decided, to be honest for me, on the front three. Because the balls will go into the final third of Liverpool half from <clears throat> midfield. But it depends upon final third and how they shape themselves, how they move themselves, how they pass themselves, how they press themselves, and how they are effective moving here and there and causing Liverpool defence a problem. So, I think our front three, which is most unlikely to be our uh, permanent front three for this season, because Pulisic and Giet are injured. So, I hope Callum hudson Odoi starts along with Timo Werner and Olivier Giroud. That provide us the options of having two strikers on the team. Also, Werner can be as as effective on left left hand side because he did score tons of goals for for Leipzig on left side. So I'm pretty much excited and waiting on how Frank Lampard will feel the starting eleven against Liverpool. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, for me, I think it's it. It depends. I think the game will be decided uh, on defensive side because uh, uh, if we can see that uh, uh, Christensen and Zuma had a very decent game against Brighton, but it's going to be a different scenario when it comes to Liverpool. They have a very good attacking players, and as we also have a very good attacking players, so it probably will be decided on the defensive side if we manage to make sure that. Uh, not let them have, not let them score goals. Then we have a chance. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while while hear, hearing all of your opinion, I do think now that it can be decided anywhere on the field because the defense defensive aspect we cannot overlook it because as we have strengthened a lot in our attacking prospect and we have somewhat uh, strengthened our defense as well, but the Thiago Silva oh monstro he is not ready for this game the Liverpool game came too early for him and he just had some couple of days of training with the lads so I think uh, the it, it, it would uh, as Lampard has already ruled out a couple of our players so there's no chance for Thiago Silva to feature in this game and yeah and it will it will be a good good game if our defense can hold their line like they did against Brighton. Our centre back pairing had quite decent game. The partnership of Zuma and Christensen was quite good. And apart from one of the slight mistake from Kepa, he too had a decent game. And I think he is turning up the tide. And I think some of the positive sides of Kepa's game is. Uh, slowly but steadily, uh, but surely it is being seen. So I am quite optimistic that Kepa would turn his fortunes around uh, and the backroom staff consisting of our legendary Peter Cech and our goalkeeper coaches will help in Ke- help Kepa to establish himself as one of the best in the Premier League. Maybe not this season, but we, if, if he shows his progress, I would definitely be happy. Because this season, we are definitely not uh, challenging for title. We Our main aim, I think, is to bridge the gap between the two players in the English Premier League. Last time, we were about 
30-35 points behind the leaders. So I think the main aim for us is to bridge the gap between them. So yeah, I'm quite optimistic about Kepa. What do you think about it, guys? Are you optimistic about Kepa or he should be benched right away? I think Kepa needs to be benched right away because I've lost totally 100% faith in him because he hasn't shown any signs of improvement. He considered one silly goal against Brighton. He made mistakes against Valencia last season. He made mistakes against Sheffield. He made mistakes against West Ham. There's too many to name. So I don't think Kepa can start. And he doesn't have confidence. He lacked that confidence while in the air. So I think we need to we need to have Mendy right now and place him right place him in the starting eleven right away. Yeah, I I I beg to differ here. I I I beg to differ, and I don't fault Kepa for that goal as well totally because. The way we see it, uh, it's quite he 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 got uh, he quite he got beaten easily quite easily, but we can see that five players were ahead of him and his vision was quite blocked. And as the shot came, it dipped a quite bit. So it was not so simple as it was seen. Mm, but yeah, it it was a little bit. Kepa was a little bit in fault, but I don't blame him entirely for that. And and the game overall game he performed apart from that goal, he he was good. He was quite vocal that we were not see we haven't seen that side of Kepa in the early season, and I have seen a good improvement in his game. So I am happy with that. Yeah, but I think if we continue that one silly goal, and if Rich Dens hadn't scored right away, we we would have been in massive trouble. So we need our keeper to be saving those. That wasn't the hardest shot. That was. Easy because our defenders were marking everyone, and that uh, we scored. I think Connolly or yeah, he scored from very far away. So the ball went right under his arm. So I think he definitely needs to save that because he's seventy million keeper, and I don't think he should be making those mistakes. Yeah, the stats may sometimes the stats could have been a much deceiving one. It doesn't show the real performance of a player. And quite frankly, I, I I don't I I want to believe that Kepa is turning his fortune around and he is moving in the direction that we want him. And yeah, as you said, he is a seventy million keeper. That that's that was not his choice at all to become one of the most expensive keeper in the world. So it it, it brought some of unwanted pressure along with him coming to a new league and gave be being able to adapt in a really short time and also the huge, huge, massive price tag that he came along with. So he had his fair bit of pressure. He was surrounded by so many criticisms. But I think this is the year for Kepa. What do you think about it, Rivas and Anis? Uh, for me, to be speaking honestly, I don't know what to say on this topic, so I prefer not to talk. <laughs> I get confused because yeah, because I feel like sometimes Kepa deserves a chance, but I think he's getting his chance right now. Maybe a couple more games. Let's see what he get, what he does. If if the performance is still bad, then we can bring in Mendy. But like every every like, either you're with Kepa or against Kepa, like everybody have to have have their own justification. So yeah, I'm kind of confused with this situation, Kepa situation. So I think I prefer not to. Okay, okay, let's, let's 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 uh, just uh, 
just not consider this situation at all against liverpool will you start kepa or not no 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 100% no from me i mean you are not think i mean i mean people might find it very hard to trust kepa but willy caballero is not also the keeper who's going to come in and make like fortunes of saves so i don't know it depends on Lamp- it's lampard's call i, I think it's going to be the same whether you play kepa or caballero And yeah, but well, I think, with, think about the situation. With, with, well, one can have a good game, another can have a bad game, or one can have a bad game, another might have a good game. So I don't know. With with Kepa in goal, the opposition thinks that they can score from anywhere. But I don't. Yeah, I, I'm right. not saying that Cavalero can make all the saves. But with Kepa in goal, the opposition can feel more uh, confident and they can shoot from anywhere, thinking they can score, and which they will, of course. So yeah, yeah, I think... just yeah, just watch out for Mohamed Salah. try to smash it like it did against Kepa like for that goal was fantastic but yeah people like, they will be trying like other opposition teams know the weakness of Kepa right now so look they will Liverpool, be trying Liverpool, to... Liverpool having teasing us on Instagram saying who should we score the banger now because they know that Kepa is in goal so I, I, I don't think Kepa should start yeah bar- barking dogs uh, seldom bite so let them bark before the yeah game. yeah but we will yeah in the game we are ready and we are hungry for this game we are waiting eagerly so guys my take on kepa would be i mean he didn't have a good season last season under mauricio sarri i think he had a good season and there were the same defenders exception of david luiz in the last season but we considered tons of con goals that was let in by our defense which could be avoided which could have been handled better i do think kepa is in fault for last season but i don't completely blame him i mean he already showed us glimpses during mauricio's first season so i still believe in kepa i think when we sign mendy there will be a tough competition for kepa because If you see the keepers we have right now, Willy Cavallero and Kepa Rizabalaga, they do push each other, but they do, do not push each other to the highest limit. So yeah. when Mendy came in, there will be three keepers <laughs> who are competing for the first place for Chelsea. So there will be a strong push and the morale should be boosted for Kepa because in the Brighton game, I, I saw his part that was completely unusual from last season that he was very vocal i mean he did concede a goal that was slightly easier to say but i couldn't see the proper view of how brighton scored so i don't like to comment without watching it but <laughs> you have a, I have a strong it. feeling that no i didn't uh, i mean i saw it went under his arm but i co- didn't rewind the footage and watch it again and again to make sure if the defenders were blocking the view if Kepa couldn't get it, I don't know, because I didn't rewind it. But I did saw the goal went in the, under his arm. So, yeah, I don't like to blame Kepa completely. But I think with the addition of new keeper Mendy, I think there will be a good competition in goal that will be starting for Chelsea as a first-choice goalkeeper. So, yeah, I do think I will start Kepa against Liverpool. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with Anisha because the goalkeeper scenario that we are having 
there's not enough competition. We brought in Willie Cavallaro as a stopgap uh, for the season, but he's proving to be one of the first teamers right now. I think I, I'm sure that Cavallaro, he didn't himself expect that he would be getting this much of game time in Chelsea, where we can see lots of great keepers have worn the jersey blue of Chelsea. Uh, from Peter Cech, then came Kivo Cordova. So it is one of the one of the big deal to fill the gloves of those legendary keepers. Ah, uh, legendary. I mean, I consider Peter Cech undoubtedly a legend, but I don't consider Cordova a legend. But no, no matter. Yeah, but he was good. Yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, he was he was good. He was good. Yeah. So I think the arrival of Mendy, the possible arrival of Mendy, will definitely improve this sector and it will give a much needed competition for that sector and hopefully will improve a lot in this section as well. So guys, now let's uh, move on from this goalkeeper situation and let's move on to our very own new signing, Kai Havertz. As we saw some of the glimpses of his game against Brighton, his debut in the Premier League the rigor and physical uh, aspect of Premier League, as we saw from his interview, he was quite taken aback with the physical nature of Premier League. But he is, from his interview, you can see that he is damn confident that he can succeed in this league as well. So, in the game against Brighton, we saw him playing from the right wing position. So, is is that his best position, or do you want him to? be seen on other position as he, as can be seen by his versatility that he can play from different positions. So what do you think? Where is his best position? I will begin by saying I think his best position is number 10. And he did say in press conference last time that he prefers to play number 10 because the uh, role of number 10 he can move around, he can break the defensive line more with more ease than playing as a right winger or maybe deep-lying playmaker. So I think number 10 position suits Kai Havers pretty well. He can break the low blocks that Burnley, Sheffield United feel against us, West Ham feel against us. So I'm pretty much sure Kai Havers in number 10 role would be one of the best number 10 in the world. Yeah, I tend to be with uh, Anish. Uh, you saw when he was playing as a right right winger against Brighton, he wasn't he wasn't having much of a ball. But uh, to be honest, like the the trial that were playing behind uh, Timo Werner were like they they didn't have a good game. Mason Mount was nowhere to be seen. Lamte was like too good on the right side. Ruben Loftus-Cheek was uh, struggling very very badly. I feel very bad for that guy. He's a very good player. And as a result, Kai Havertz, we did see some like he he has the silk movement. He he passes very good. We we did see some glim- glimpses, but uh, to be honest, right right wing position in playing in the Premier League, it's it's very hard. So it's better he just plays behind the striker. Yeah, we know that Kai can play every position up front. He can play as a false nine. He can play as left wing, right wing. 
number 10, number 8. But I think we have players in that position. And as Kai said himself, his favorite position is number 10. So I think number 10 would be best for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as uh, from his press press conference, we came to know that he prefers to play in the number ten position. But if we br- bring him in the number ten position, will it be good for the position of Timo Werner? Can can he play as a lone forward uh, in this league? I I, I personally think that uh, it will be quite uh, difficult because uh, the run he was making. If, if there was some uh, some uh, physical presence like that of Jiru who could hold the ball, he would have scored a hat-trick in the game against Brighton. Look, you put Timo Werner... So, Warner... what I think... Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Rivas. Yeah, look, you put Timo Warner in every, any position, whether you play it as a left or whether you play it as a striker. That guy has so much confidence he's going to score. So, it depends on Lampard, how he uses him, depending on the games. Like... You can't expect Timo Warner to be like, like our team to be playing long balls and Timo Warner might be shrugging off a Maguire or someone Van Dyke. So it depends on Lampard's tactics. Like against the the game against Liverpool, you can't expect Timo Warner to be going like for physical battle against Van Dyke. So that's the kind of game where Giroud is very crucial for us. Yeah. So it depends on Lamp- how Lampard uses him. Like make sure that like you keep on switching it because whether you play him as left finger. Or a striker, he's gonna give his hundred percent. So then he'll be scoring goals. So that's what so I. Yeah, think. who 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 do you think uh, our team should be built around? Uh, is it Kai Havertz or Timo Werner? I would go with Kai Havertz because he is the one who will be uh, passing the balls into the final third. Mostly, there is Hakim Ziyech, who is a best crosser we have in the team, and we have. Definitely seen it in the training videos and the friendly against Brighton. Also, Rio Ferdinand said about yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. GS that he's one of the most ridiculous passer in the team. I mean, Frank Lampard told so, to Ferdinand. Yeah, he told he told Ferdinand. Yeah. So I think either it would be GS or Kai Havers. I would say. Yeah, cause, yeah exactly. I agree with Amish. Because they are the two players that can break the narrow defensive line of the Premier League teams that yeah. fielded yeah. against us last season. And they made it quite yeah. difficult to break the line. So, definitely it would be either Kai Havers or Hakim GH. Yeah, you saw what GA can do in the friendly against Brighton in the first four minutes. So, yeah, he would be very important for us. Yeah, that one pass was... And the team can build around him. Yeah, that yeah. one pass was enough to break everything. So, yeah, I pretty much agree with both the guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that uh, Timo Werner can adapt to any possible uh, formations in our team because as seen by his uh, yeah. time at the Bundesliga, he was quite comfortable playing from the wing as well as a second striker and a lone forward as well. And so, yeah, I think I, I do agree with you all that we have to build our team from one of the midfield general. Yeah, Timo Werner can be what Aguero is to City. So, I think he can play as number nine. Of course, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a great, great fan of Kun Aguero. Aguero yeah. uh, the, in 2012, I, I really hope that we... 
could have stolen that deal from Manchester City. But if yeah. Timo Werner can replicate that form, can get anywhere near that form, I would be more than happy and we would definitely be looking favourites going every season. Yeah, that's that's a dream. I think Timo Werner has all the tools that he can flourish in the Premier League. Even if you put him as a number nine in the game, he will not be playing as a number nine alone because yeah. he will be all over the pitch. So he will be left wing, he will be a right wing, he will be a central attacking midfield, he will be a defensive midfield, he will go back and forth, back and forth. So I don't think Timo Werner will stick to a position himself for 90 minutes. So, I mean, if you... Let's talk about the scenario. So, if you put Kai Havers behind Timo Werner, Kai Havers can act as a secondary striker or false yeah. nine too and help yeah. Timo Werner. So, basically, there is a flexibility in attack. So, I'm pretty confident whether you play Timo Werner left, right, striker, he'll definitely flourish. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he gave us the assist against Brighton too, which Giroud could not have done. And Timo could have backed the breast had those passes been right. So, I think Timo can do a wonderful number nine for us. Yeah, and the guy for 90 minutes too. Yeah. So, we got another yeah. Angola Conte. With a dead leg. And he was injured too. Yeah, but he looks fit enough now. So looking at the videos and training and pictures, it looks fit enough. Yeah, seeing seeing him perform for us in these two games, I'm already one of his huge admirers. Yeah, I think I think he he he's already our best signing of the season. Yeah, he pretty much also has a like a leadership quality because I didn't expect the team owner or and Kai have to have like a special press conference. I've never seen that happen for any Chelsea players in the past. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he talks, the way he is confident, the way he wants to win the titles, he can be a pretty much good leader going. Well, in the future, yeah, I was quite. Yeah, so- he is humble and yeah, yeah, he is quite humble and down to earth person. I mean, he spoke so clearly that he could have gone to other clubs, but yeah. Frank's project made him join Chelsea. So yeah, he's a great and humble and down to earth guy. Yeah, and already one of the fan favorites as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, he rejected that. Pep Guardiola, Jorgen Klopp. <laughs> I mean, he, he's that, almost that, 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 almost all the like top. Yeah, that that was enough enough to establish himself as one of the fan favorites. And on top of that, he was covering every blade of grass against Brighton. I think in our team now so, we have got three yeah. Kantes. One, we have our legendary Angolo Kante, who can run for full ninety minutes. <laughs> Another, we have got Mission Mount, who can run for full 90 yeah. minutes. And we have got the addition of Timo Werner, who can run full 90 minutes, even with a dead leg. So, yeah, in the engine room, we are stacked up. So, so guys, I've got one question for you. Uh, would you start, would you start, Bar- start Barkley against Liverpool? I would definitely I'm not start him. <laughs> I'll definitely not start him. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not a fixer where you want to try and experiment. This is the fixer where we have to show that we want to win. We have to 
have that intent to win. We have to go there to fight to win. And this game is in Stamford Bridge, so it will be pretty special for us. So we don't have fans present, but it would be a statement of intent from the club that we will do good in our home too. So this is a tough fixture. And look at the Liverpool side. Despite them having some defensive uh, wars in the recent games, they are Liverpool. They are champions of England. So, yeah, definitely it's going to be a tough game. But yeah. I'll not start battling. No, never. I would go with Angolo Kante and yeah, Kovacic. But Barkley, well, Barkley always plays good against Liverpool. We, he showed that on FA Cup and while coming on against Brighton, he showed signs of improvement. So, what do you think, Rivas? He is I, a bench player. He is a bench player. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, yeah. I think you can use him as a like a good substitution. I wouldn't say because there will be games you where you will see. I, you might not want to see Barkley, but he's gonna come in because of that. I, I don't know, Lambert likes him for some reason, but I don't know why he likes him. Speaking against Liverpool, I complete, completely yeah. agree with the uh, Anish. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not like a friendly game, it's like a big game, and it's it's a game where we, we can make a statement. So, yeah, I'm not going to prefer Barkley playing. So, Ajit, who, who would be your ideal midfield against Liverpool? Okay, okay, let's let, let me let me begin with uh, the scenario of Barkley as well. Against Liverpool, <laughs> I, I beg to differ with the guys, and I would definitely start Barkley against Liverpool. Yeah, for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My reason for it is that is because our midfield is not everyone are not fit, and a couple of our starters are, have been ruled out. And as we saw. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is also not completely match fit, and he 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 will not definitely be not given a starting role. He would definitely be integrated in the later stages of game. So that brings us to Barkley, who who as uh, Ake said that he thrives against <laughs> the Merseysiders, and as seen yeah. our on, on the game against uh, Liverpool in Carabao Cup, he scored one solo marvelous goal and. Uh, yeah, Africa. Africa, Africa yeah. Uh, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Africa game. He scored a good goal, and I think he would be pumped up. And I think he is also the player who thrives uh, in uh, the criticisms. He got a lot of criticism, which was quite good, and he deserved those criticism as he was seen partying and getting drunk in in, in this in this <laughs> pandemic situation. As well. So uh, I, I I think he should have been sold out. In that uh, window as well, but I think Lampard sees something in him, and yeah, he showed some of the good uh, game against Brighton as well. When he came out in uh, uh, 60 70 minutes, he changed the game as well. Again, yeah, absolutely, like Barty. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Ajit. Uh, that, that that's what happens when you mm. try to put Barkley in the starting lineup and get disconnected. <laughs> I mean, Wait, he so has a fair Barkley guy is disconnected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a fair point too, but I don't think so. He's gonna like he's gonna be the one guy who's gonna make a big difference for us. So, guys, what do you think about uh, 
Callum Hudson in those situation here at Chelsea right now. Do you think he deserves to start this game? Do you think he should be? Yeah, 100%. 100% he deserves to start this game because he's our natural winger as we don't have fully six feet. So, yeah, Callum Hudson 100% needs to start and he has he needs to show Lampard that he's capable of playing, playing in the Premier League. I don't know, but his situation is quite complicated. I don't know why Lampard doesn't prefer playing him. He, he had a, like, you have an obvious choice. If you see yeah. it, 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 who comes in mind? It's, it has to be Callum Watson Hodor. But instead, he went on for Kai Havertz as a right-wing position. That was, that was a big mistake. I don't know why, what came up in his mind. But Callum Watson Hodor is like the first, the first name on, for the first name that comes in if Ziyech is injured. Yeah, and Lampard didn't uh, rule his, exactly rule his move out in the recent interview. So, I don't know what's going yeah. on with Lampard and Callum Hudson. Yeah, Calum situation is complicated. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, and I think I don't think so. he's going to start again against Liverpool. I think he's going to prefer Mason now. Honest, what do you think? I think... Callum Hudson already definitely start needs to start against Liverpool and he rightfully deserves to start against Liverpool because we saw in training how yeah. sharp he is. But yeah. I don't know what's going on with Frank Lampard and Callum Hudson Odoi's situation because those are behind the scenes and you never know what's going on behind the scenes. So I have no idea on that, but I do definitely think Callum Hudson Odoi is capable of starting against Liverpool, can create a match winner or score himself as a match winner. So, I definitely believe in Callum's ability. Yeah, and he, he came on into training. He came into training pretty earlier than others. So, I, I don't know why Lampard isn't starting him. Yeah, yeah he's been working hard. We can see that after he got the injury when he came back. He's been trying to work hard. Yeah, I don't know for some reason he's not playing him. He could have like subbed him in. He could yeah, have subbed him in against Brighton as well, but instead he chose to sub sub in Barkley. So yeah, I don't know. This there might be something wrong with the relationship between the manager and the player. Yes, but we'll see by the end of the transfer window what happens. Yeah, so I'm pretty much. In favor of Callum Hudson Odoi, because the last game time is already reduced from the arrival of Hakim Ziyech and informed Christian Pulisic. So right now he has the chance to establish himself, but Frank Lampard decided to put Mason Mount as a winger who is not a natural winger instead of Callum Hudson Odoi yeah, who is yeah. working and pushing himself very hard. So, I don't know what the agenda there is, but I do think Callum Hudson definitely deserves to start against Liverpool. Yeah. So, so what's your uh, thought on this, Ajit? Yeah, in, in, the, in the meanwhile, why not uh, discuss uh, the predicted lineup? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, let's, yeah, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, continue, let's, continue. Yeah, let's do this quick. Uh, Let's, let's do this right All right, so, so my starting 11 would go with 4-2-3-1 formation where I would put 
Cesar Spilicueta on left, Kurtzuma, Andres Christensen, and Receipts on the defensive four. Makipo would obviously be Kepa. The midfield two would consist of Angolo Conte and Kovacic. The, the remaining th- three of the midfielders would be Callum Hudson-Odoi, Kai Havers, and Timo Werner. And up front, I would start Olivier Giroud. So that would be my lineup against Liverpool. Yeah, I go with the same formation, with the same keeper, same back line. But a change in the midfield too. I think Georgina deserves one more game. I think he might start. He had a decent game against Brighton. I think this is the game where he has to show his worth if he wants to if he wants to still play for Chelsea. It's a crucial game for him. If he struggles, then it's done for him. If he plays good, then he might have a chance later on. Uh, and the same, yeah, the same front three with the striker here, Warner. Yeah. So. Who would you replace for Jorginho? Oh, yeah, Kante and Jorginho. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no Kovacic? So. I mean, I'm a big fan of Kovacic, and I hope he plays, but I think Lampard might just play Jorginho in front of him. Yeah. Ozit, what's the lineup? Yeah, I would... My lineup would be quite different... And yeah, I, I would uh, I would love to see Kepa continuing to be on goal, and the centre back pairing of Kurt uh, Happy Zuma and Andres Christensen. And as Cesar Aspilicueta is fit, I would like to see him in a left back, and our Rhys James continuing to explore the right back position. Uh, that would be my back four, and formation would be four. Two, three, one, and in the pivot, I would like to see Kante and Kovacic here because I think uh, Jorginho will not give that defensive solidarity that we will be needing against yeah. the attack of Liverpool, and also as seen as we have seen Kovacic again and again in last season that he is really crucial in. Uh, changing the defense into attack with his brilliant dribbling ability. So I would go uh, with Kante and Kovacic in the midfield too. And in the three, I would again see, I would again like to see Kai Havertz in the right wing. Left wing, uh, there will be Callum Hudson-Odoi. And in the number 10 role, I would go with Barkley. And likewise, uh, Timo Werner spearheading our attack. So that would be my formation. It's a very good lineup. I like it. I like yeah, the for idea. Me, I'd say exa- not. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, continue, continue. So yeah, that's a pretty interesting idea. I don't know why Ajit <laughs> prefers Ross Barkley as the starting player and in the number ten role. So. I hope it yeah. doesn't happen, but let's see what holds. I pretty much see that uh, on Sunday. Yeah, Timo Warner, if he plays as a left, he has a very good chance against Trent Arnold because that guy likes to move forward a lot. And when it comes to defending, that guy sucks. So I think Timo Warner can smash the shit out of Trent. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what our gaffer 
brings out. Yeah, at the end of the day, it is it is cold. Yeah. So I guess I guess what's what's your lineup? I'd start Cavalier in goal, and the formation same as Onis. The back four same as Onis. Uh, midfield too, same as Onis. And for number ten, I'd also go with Barkley because we can see what he can do against Liverpool. And I hope he scores a screamer to sort of both guys at. Oliver Giroud up front, Timo Werner on left, and Callum Watson on right. The first person to disagree if we see Lampard put Barkley in the score sheet, it's going to be Akers. <laughs> I'm going to take a screenshot and I'm going to send nah. it to you guys. Nah, I think, I think he can score a screamer like he did in the FA Cup. So, yeah. Yeah, only in his dreams, I think. Yes, Liverpool too. Huh? You've seen that he's capable, yeah. What did you say when he scored against in the FA Cup? You're quite then, I think. So, yeah, he's capable. He has Liverpool. He'll play with 100%. And, yeah, I think yeah, he's The good. only problem I have with him is that he takes a lot of time on the ball and he gets dispossessed easily. Rather than that, if he drives the ball forward, if he can beat a Barkley of the Everton, I'm more than happy to keep him. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, guys, let's move on to prediction. Let's move on to prediction. What is Ajit? So, my prediction... what's the prediction? Due to technical okay. difficulty, Ajit is out of oh, equation oh. right now. So, I'll give my prediction. I think uh, Liverpool got the edge over us. I think they will win 3-1 against us. Fuck off, man. <laughs> as much as I would hate Do to say to... that, but I think that's going to be the scoreline. People might think I might sound crazy, but I'm going for a very good 3-0. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry for... That's a big shout. And Ozzy, it's a prediction. going around. Are you... I I think you're... I I think you're in the restroom. Your prediction. Uh, not... (laughs) Prediction, prediction. Prediction. uh, I would go with uh, Chelsea 2, Liverpool 1. With Ross Barkley in the scorchet. Yes, same. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% backing Ozit on this one. I'd say 2 1 with Barkley on the scorchet. So it just means that things that we can't win against Liverpool. I'm, I'm going for a, I want I'm, to. Yeah. They are lucky. They are lucky. They get penalty, they score a screamer out of nowhere. I think they will get lucky this time too. I think we can dominate the game, but the result won't be fair for us because they will be trying to shoot outside of the box. Yeah. And because of our keeper, I don't think Let's we hope. got the A's to throw that away. So, I hope we win, but... Let's hope we don't we make any mistakes. Yeah, exactly. We can't allow spaces for Liverpool to shoot. So, to, in this game, the defenders can help Kepa. They can't allow Liverpool to shoot from outside of the box or anywhere. Because yeah. once the shots come in the box, I don't think Kepa can handle it. As much as I'd want him to handle it, I think he still needs to build confidence. So, this is not the game for him to make confidence. I mean, he can make some good saves, but if somebody tries a long render, then that's going to be difficult for him. So, you don't see us winning this game? No. To be honest, no. 
yeah i i quite didn't got the opportunity to know your prediction so what what what's your prediction like 3-1 to liverpool bro my prediction is 3-0 to chelsea <laughs> yeah that's what we like to see I would definitely want to see Chelsea scoring 4-5 against Liverpool but in reality it's really difficult. I mean I, I want a pressing like Bayern Munich did against Schalke you know Chelsea 8 Liverpool 0 but I don't think that's possible so hopefully we win but it's a tough tough game against Liverpool. They are lucky SOBs. One at the bridge. It's quite. I. I don't. I don't want to even think about that right now. Because yeah, last last season it was a different scenario. We didn't have our rock at the back and Golokante, but now he's back in his full fitness, mm. and I think he would be really crucial in deciding this game as well. And I hope he keeps Mohamed Salah in his back pocket. So, I think that's pretty much it. I think we have a. I think this yeah, is for today. We have a big yeah. game against Barnsley in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, Carabao Cup. Yeah, and the next oh, game we are smashing them eight new. I think that's the game where we can see Thiago Silva play. Of course, yeah, that. Yeah, and Mendy possibly. Yeah, Mendy possibly <laughs> too. I don't know. He's not even been announced yet. Let's see. Let's hope for the best. Because as we have seen that Fabrizio Romano has said, here we go quite long back, but the deal yeah, it's been not... it feels like ages that we signed a player. I don't know. Probably we'll be seeing Tottenham and Manchester. I mean, uh, yeah, who's the Liverpool are playing with yeah. us in this transfer window. The Kai Havertz saga was just completed, and now even for a second choice or possibly first choice squad player, we are facing such. Lindy negotiations. So I think Marina is creating some miracle right there. But so I don't know why why it's I think that's pretty much long. that 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 might pretty much that pretty much might be the last signing we might have. I don't think so. We're gonna go for different rights. But let's see. However, I do think we're going in for Declan Rice. Yeah. yeah, we could submit a new bid. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about Matt Lohan his his article. But I'm pretty much quite shocked, shocked that Tottenham they managed to pull Gareth Bale. And so you review Oh yeah, that, that's Manchester United. I don't know what the fuck does Woodward do, but he's a complete trash. <laughs> he doesn't know how to negotiate. It's an easy signing, yeah, but... bro. Just spend the money. What the fuck are you looking at? And and, and the so guys, surprise fact: Manchester, yeah. Manchester United fans are bragging about the full power. Quite frankly, don't understand what, what he's a, everybody he's only talks to. He's a PE away. teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them bitches. He's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Alright, so. Guys, and last but yes. not, not the least, oh, Thiago Silva. <laughs> Yeah, I've been pretty much listening to the song for a whole day. All right, see you guys. Yeah, that's pretty much it. See you guys next Friday, and don't, yeah, don't, don't forget to check out the video that Chelsea just posted on YouTube. You can see Thiago Silva training as well as Ben Chilwell.
Signing out of Stamford Bridge. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.